of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we gather here today, we humbly come before you in prayer. Open our hearts and minds to receive your word and grant us the wisdom to understand the significance of this season of Lent that we are starting. May your spirit guide us as we reflect on the sacrifice of your only beloved son, Jesus Christ, and prepare our hearts for the journey ahead of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This Sunday we pause from our study on the book of First Peter to prepare ourselves to the season and for the season of Lent. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a Christian martyr whose life was taken because of his faith, once said, the essence of Christianity is not an idea, not a system of thought, not a belief, but the story of a life, the story of a sacrifice, the story of Jesus Christ. And the season of Lent is a call to remember this story of Jesus, this story of love, this story of sacrifice, and to live according to his Example. The Bible is full of warnings to be careful not to forget what God has done for us. And the famous Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Then this Psalm 103 continues listing all those things that we must not forget. If you go and read verse 3, it says, Do not forget that he is who forgives all your iniquities. And verse 4 says, Do not forget that he is who redeems your life from the pit. 
And continues in verse 12, do not forget that as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. All these verses invite us never to forget everything God has done, is doing, and will do for us. But why? Why does God want us to remember to have in mind these things? And the only reason is because humans' hearts have the inclination to forget. And God knows it. And we know, we know it as well. We have this tendency, we have this heart that very easily forget the things, the benefits, and the blessings that we have received from God. In the book of Deuteronomy, we find another example. Just before the people of Israel enter the promised land, God, through Moses, reminds them once more not to forget what he did for them. If you go with me in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10, we read in that verse, And when the Lord, this is Moses reminding them, before they enter the promised land. And when the Lord, your God, brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build, when you enter to those cities, in verse 12, he continues and says, Take care, in verse 12, take care lest you forget the Lord. Again, you see, we forget and God is warning us. Take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And continues in chapter 8, verse 2, God calls us again, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord, your God, has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you. And that is, that is the reason why God is asking his people to remember when you enter the promised land remember when you enter to the cities that you didn't build remember when you enjoy the fruit of the trees that you didn't plant remember verse 11 again in chapter 8 verse 11 says take care Take care lest you forget the Lord your God. I want them to remember where they had come from, who they were, and how God in his mercy had saved them. And you see, through the scripture, there is a consistent theme of preparation and remembrance leading up to a significant event. 
remembering and preparing before up to a significant event. And Lent, dear friends, it is a time of preparation. Lent is a time to remember before a significant event. And this significant event that is coming, that is ahead of us, is Easter. Easter is a time to meditate on Jesus' journey to the cross. It's a time to dwell on his sufferings and sacrifice. And it's a time to prepare our hearts and our minds to fully comprehend and to fully remember the magnitude of his love for you and for me. And I understand that some of you may already be familiar with Lent. While for others, it might be a new concept. For me, my first real encounter with this Christian tradition was uh, a little more than 10 years ago. When I first came to this church. And Pastor Douglas patiently started to tell me about Lent and its significance. And so, I think it is important that we take a moment to talk about Lent and what it means. And I hope this will be helpful for anyone who is unfamiliar or to remind you if you are aware of this Christian tradition. Lent it's a season of 40 days which has been observed since year 325 after Christ. And begins on Ash Wednesday that was last past Wednesday and ends on Holy Saturday just before Palm Sunday. And during this time, Christians around the world engage in various spiritual disciplines like prayer, fasting and charity to help them deepen the relationship with God and to prepare themselves to, to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so the season of Lent is this opportunity to reflect on the journey of faith and the love of Jesus Christ for all of us. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were called to remember God's deliverance from slavery in Egypt and God's provision in the wilderness. And similarly, Lent calls us to remember how we were once trapped in sin and separated from God. It is a season to examine our hearts to repent of our sins and to renew our commitment to following Jesus. What a beautiful time, don't you think? The culmination of Lent is Easter, which marks the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of our Christian faith. Through his death and resurrection, we are freed from the bondage of sin 
We are given eternal life. And we are reconciled to God. So this is a milestone in our faith. And so... A time of preparation, reflection, and celebration must be observed. It's a time to stop and to think, to meditate, and to prepare our hearts. But our meditation this morning comes from the book of Philippians. As God in the Old Testament is calls us to remember, Paul is doing the same in the New Testament. Paul begins this invitation in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. He's urging them, and by extension, Paul is urging us to adopt the same attitude that was in Christ Jesus. If you go with me and we read together verses 5 to 8, we are going to find this invitation. Verse 5 starts saying, Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. Notice how this verse starts. Have this mind. This is not your mind. For you and for me, this is an impossible thought. To humble ourselves. To sacrifice ourselves. No, this is not your mind, but the mind of Jesus. This is not an intellectual exercise or a sentimental gesture. It is a call to a radical transformation, a reorientation of our entire mind, and a call to reflect the self-emptying love of Christ. He emptied himself and he took the form of a servant like you and me and being like you and me he obeyed God until death and death on a cross this is the mind of Christ and he's inviting us to have the same the same mind I know Paul is not using the word Lent here. But the sentiment is the same. This process of having this mind, this transformation to have the mind of Christ requires an effort. But this effort is not to be saved as we have already been saved by the grace. We have been saved by grace for free. 
So this effort is not to be saved. Instead, it is an effort to remember, not to forget what Jesus did for us, and then to press on, to be like Jesus, and to act like Jesus. That is the effort that Paul is sending, is, is, is encouraging us here. Have this mind. And how can we do this? Well, the idea in those verses is by imitating Christ. Okay, wait a minute. Imitating Christ in what? Yes, in his sacrifice, in his way of living, remembering Jesus. And the opportunity for that is now. Lent, this season, to remember and to make an effort to act and to be like Jesus. But in the middle of this effort, there is there are good news as well. Paul reminds us that Jesus is now exalted and reigning says, having triumphant over sin and death. This truth gives us hope and inspires us to live our lives in a way that reflect our faith, that reflect our imitation, this effort that we are doing in order to be more and more like Jesus. During Lent, we are called to turn away from our sins and to draw closer to God. And we do this in the knowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord and his victory is ours. It's the same thing that we have been studying in the, in the first letter of Peter. In the hope of the resurrection of Jesus, you are called to live like Jesus. Let me close giving you some practical ways we can live out the truth that Philippians chapter 2 verse 11 is giving us here for Lent. First, cultivate a spirit of humility. Like Christ, let us humble ourselves, recognizing our dependence on God and our need for His grace. This may involve confessing our pride and our ego-driving ambitions and surrendering them to God. Spirit of humility. Lord, examine my heart and see what is in me that is not pleasing to you. Second, 
serve others sacrificially. During these 40 days of Lent, serve others sacrificially. As Christ took on the form of a servant, we should also strive to serve others with love and compassion. There are different areas where you and I can serve. Here in this local church, there, there is need, for example, to serve in the sound room there. Dinah's, eh, no, Dinah's is there. Johnny's is there. Francis, you can talk to them. There are needs to serve in worship during the worship time here. What about if during this Lent time we talk to Carr? Sunday school, there is need there. Awana on Wednesdays. Coffee hours. Talk to Emma. What about if these 40 days and for the rest of our lives we take this sacrificial love and serve others? We can help someone in need as well. Or we can lend support to a friend who is struggling, serving sacrificially as Jesus serves us out of no interest, just because of love, not expecting something, but out of love. Third, embrace the way of the cross. Lent is a time to journey with Christ towards the cross, to examine our lives, to repent our sins, and to seek forgiveness and reconciliation with those around us. Have we wronged someone? This is the time of the year. That you can go and say, I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Can you give me a second chance? Can you pray for me and help me to build a better relationship with you? That is the way of the cross. When we stop thinking just about us, start thinking about others. This is a good time to make peace. And last, look forward to the hope of resurrection. As Paul encourages us, we must put our attention on the exalted Christ who has triumphed over sin and death. And to achieve this, 
I suggest that you take your Bible and read passages that talks about the resurrection of Jesus and the hope that his resurrection offered to us. As well, did you know that that there are Lent devotionals. Just like Advent devotionals in preparation for Christmas, there are books, there are devotionals that can help us to understand, to, to go a little bit more deeper into the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the call to imitate him. Find them. If you don't know any of them, call me. I can recommend you a couple of them. Over the years as well, I have also enjoyed biographies and stories about followers of Jesus who put the needs of others first and surrendered their ambitions and desires in the hope of achieving the prize of Jesus. Biographies like Eric Liddold, Jim Elliot. George Mueller, Amy Carmichael, Gladys Aylward, David Livingstone, all these people will inspire us to live more like Jesus. There is a whole a collection of these biographies that you can read during Lent in preparation to know more Jesus and to be more like him. And as we meditate on this passage, dear brothers and sisters, during this season of Lent, may we be transformed. Maybe we humble ourselves in obedience. May we do this effort to have the mind of Christ, to think and to act like him. This is a good time for us. Lent is the perfect season to center our thoughts not on ourselves but on Christ and to imitate him and to live like him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we conclude our time together, may the message of this passage in Philippians Resonate deeply within us as we start this season of Lent. Help us to live out the spirit of humility, service, and sacrifice. Exemplifies, exemplified by Christ. May our lives continually reflect your love and grace to the world around us and we pray this 
in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our example. Amen. Let's